What's up, everybody? Your host, Joey. I'm your host, Bobby, and welcome back to another episode of Talkings. Talkings Podcast. We got Chacho as our guest, finally. Say what's up, Chacho. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time. We tried to interview you like a couple weeks ago, but you got in a crazy car accident. Yep, right? I broke my vehicle. How was that? What's the story behind that? <laughs> How, How was that? that? <laughs> no, because from what I heard, we heard it from the diss, and he said you just basically, literally just rolled out of it. I was making jokes, like you tap milled out of the, your oh, freaking car, and you rolled away, yeah. and like, fine. Sure, I might as well. <laughs> That's that. crazy. Did you suffer any injuries from yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so what I was doing, I was, I was going the on-ramp, going towards Salt Lake from Bonneville. There's like a crazy hard turn, and I was going at it a little too fast, and I came, and my tail slid this way yeah. to the right, and then it slid to the left, and I lost control when it went to the left, and I hit the bank, and I just... Jesus, you rolled. Up the hill, and down the hill, and thankfully, I landed like on my wheels. Holy cow. Because I, I got out, and I was just kind of just... Shook it, shook it yeah. off. So <laughs> my adrenaline rush, dude. Yeah, so. Dude, there's been so many like people we know that have been in car accidents. Like Jace actually got into a, a rolled car accident too. Really? Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So many people are just like, I know, crashing. Andrea got in a, a T-bone accident. Yeah. And it spun her two time, two times. I heard and about it that. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Is after right after i had to go perform at the rose for ring around the rose oh. yeah i know i tried i tried to do my 90 thing i was like yep yeah, 90 not happening <laughs> not today <laughs> yeah the, the seat belt kind of jacked my shoulder up and then cut got glass cuts all over my fingers and stuff like that but that's pretty much it i mean i've been seeing a chiropractor now for four weeks now oh wow going three times a day so. yeah it's getting progressively better, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I went in and they did the x-ray and he's all, yeah, you got the spine of a 75-year-old. I'm like, The spine cool. of a 75-year-old. Well, mostly, mostly in my neck because of all the dookie necks and everything like that. Oh. So, <sighs> Damn. Were those worth it? Uh, I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the moment. For, for people that don't know what a dookie neck or the dookie head. is, yeah, head is, um, it's basically like doing a backflip, but you land on your skull. All right. So just try to imagine that. It's a very dope move. Very cool. I've only seen you and Slinky attempt it or do it. Um, yeah, I guess it's not worth it. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, would, I was stupid in the way I learned it. Just, just go. Yeah, just go. Just there, go. There was no arm. There was nothing. I mean, we took me, Eric, and Meg when we were practicing out rock. I would, I would flip back and like literally touch, mm-hmm. touch my fingers. But it was all, <clears throat> all on the head. So. Oh my god, God. How old are you now? Uh, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. And then let's let's talk about your history. So when, what age were you when you started breaking? Uh. I seen it back when I was, I think, 8th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. Before that, though, I was doing Capoeira, and um, I seen that movie, Only the Strong, and that's what got me into... I've been always kind of been, like, super physical. Right. But um, Capoeira kind of got me on the jump of... 
I can do these crazy things with my body and everything like that. So it was capoeira first. And then breaking came a little bit later. I mean, you see Beach Street and breaking and all that. That's that's the thing that first got me into it was Beach Street. Because my dad, he uh, he would always play like old school 90s joints. Mm. Like uh, Tony, 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 Belle DeVoe, Guy, all those things like that. And he would dan- actually do those dances from the actual um, music videos right in, in my grandmother's basement and I would just kind of peek around the corner and be like what's he doing mm-hmm. <laughs> but this was before that like way before Kepler and stuff so I was like eight when I first seen like dance oh, okay oh wow yeah so my dad's kind of really been the person that's introduced me into the hip-hop world as far as the music and the dance and everything like that so it started with him watching him I didn't really like do it because it was that is something that only adults do right and then uh, trampolines jumping on trampolines and then got into capoeira seeing the game Tekken and when you see Eddie Goro you're like shit I yeah. want to be like that guy right. you know? yeah so after that um, I think I started breaking or I seen it like fully started doing it mm-hmm. was probably in eighth grade I didn't actually like train train until um, Ashley Vilos. You guys have had her on the podcast before. Yeah. Uh, she she and her mom had a studio out in Centerville, mm-hmm. and she was dancing with everybody out in Cali. Yeah. Right. So um, she came back, and she brought Marlin um, from Habit Coral. She brought Dunak from Full Force. He was Battle Monkeys at the time. I I think he still is Battle Monkeys, but and then also Frankie Flav. And Marlon was the first person to actually show me what a four-step was. Oh, nice. Frankie Flav was the first person to show me what back rocks were. And uh, uh, Flav, or sorry, not Flav, do not try to get me to do flares, but I <laughs> failed. <laughs> Just Hardcore. That's okay. crazy. So what, what uh, you, you started out with Capoeira, what inspired that? Like, where did you... Just the only the strong movie. So yeah, I would always kind of follow my brother around and what him and his friends were doing. Right. I would kind of just follow suit because I wanted to be like him. So my brother kind of helping me through that. So he kind of gave me that pathway, and then we just both got into Tekken, both got watched only the strong on the on the daily, and then also trying things, and then. We found this guy named Leo. I don't know if you guys, are, I don't know if you remember him, but this was before, way before yeah. Jamaica started. Really? Mm-hmm. And we were doing it. I think I was doing it for six years before Jamaica was even around. Right. So I guess you could say we were the first. I'm not. I'm not gonna say we were, but did you, know. you do it with Ro? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before, before, yeah. Because I remember. Before Jamaica, there was, I think he went by Michael. He was like an older Brazilian guy. Oh, I don't know yeah. about that guy. Yeah, I think that was BYU. Oh, was okay. Yeah. BYU yeah. with Capoeira, too. Interesting. They kind of broke off from our group, which was Abada Capoeira, and then uh, did their own thing. Right. And, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, how did you get introduced to the dancing here in Utah? The dancing, <laughs> this is weird, because I had I had two friends. One one was who played basketball, and one who was just like a super clown, like total opposite of who I am. 
Right. Which is crazy, too, because he also had the same birthday as me, but a year older. So Interesting. Those, those two got me into a club. I think it was called Freeze or something out in Roy. It's not there anymore, but um, I went there with my two friends, and they... When I went there, there was a bunch of Asian dudes. I don't know. I can't remember their crew name. Mm-hmm. This is like long, way before, um, way before, I think, Terry. I don't know. I have no idea. But um, I saw them, and I also saw Corey and Tony. That's the first time I got introduced to Corey and Tony. I didn't introduce myself. I just saw them. Right. And I did some Capoeira stuff in that cypher, and Tony comes up to me and he just like tries to buddy buddy me and so it's like that's my first introduction to Tony and Corey and them so that's like the scene and then my very first battle that I went to was uh, Chad's battle uh, the Unite yeah I think it was in 2000 I have the actual newspaper from the student times for that too hell yeah I have the D I I have Unite DVD still nice it's crazy to watch us (laughs) (laughs) just like oh man yeah I have the bootleg I, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. Chad. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny. So you grew up in Centerville or like... Bountiful. Bountiful. Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. Yeah, because you were... Who was your very first crew? Uh, Dirty Hands. Dirty Hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like... Corey, Tony, Flexum was in there, Miss Lee was in there. My casa, I don't know if you guys remember my casa. He oh, was yeah. the one that did all the crunches. Yeah. And uh, God, I forgot about that guy. Levi. Oh shit. Yeah, Levi. Uh, who else? Darnell. John and Kobe were our DJs. I don't know if they were like fully, but they were always around. Right. So I mean, interesting. Yeah. What? So what year would you say you? You got, really got into breaking, yeah. August of 2000 is where I say. The 2000? When I jumped in. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So I've, yeah. Been, I've been liking it since 97, but actually fully started in training, 2000, August. Wow. So we got into it roughly the same time, because I got into it about year 2000 as well. Mm-hmm. That's when I met Chad Critter, and mm-hmm. he like took me under his wing, and... I became part of Unity or whatever. That's that's crazy. Sweet. Um, what about House? How did you start with House? So when um, Ashley brought those three guys to the studio, it was like a three-day workshop, something like that. At the very end of the workshop, they all did it. Okay. And I had no idea what it was. I thought they were just jumping around, yeah. dancing, being silly. But like I saw like the footwork patterns and everything like that. I was like, okay, what is that? And this was like... There wasn't YouTube until like 2005, so I'm, I have no idea what it is. I asked them, they're like, oh yeah, it's house dancing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is towards the end. And it's like, thanks, you can tell me late, like during the, I get it though, because yeah. it was a breaking workshop. So, I mean, yeah, that's the very first introduction into house. And then I tried to do all kinds of research on it, but there wasn't really nothing out. And then mm-hmm. when YouTube started to happen, um, I would see people like um, Brian Green or people like um, Ejo. I didn't know who these guys were. Mop Top family. Um, they were all the guys that had all the crazy braids that danced like super hip hop. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Stuff like that. They, they, there was 
a whole squad of them. Uh, Marjorie, Ijo, Buddha Stretch, uh, Khalif, and the list goes on and on. But anyways, there was a whole squad of them. Half of them went hip-hop and half of them went house. And I kind of follow both of them because you'll see them in like Michael Jackson's music videos. You'll see them in Janet Jackson. You'll see okay. them in all of those videos. Mm. And I didn't know who they were. Like I, I just like, oh, that's cool dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, once YouTube started happening, you saw some footage go on. It was hard to find because I didn't know. I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, that's house dancing. I was just like footwork patterns on youtube you know it's like <laughs> yeah so i kind of found that and then there was a documentary that i found is a short 25 minute documentary i can't remember the name of it but it had all those guys in it and that's okay. what i like saw right Interesting. Like, okay. why do you think you stuck with it what made you stick with the house dancing when i started breaking there was a time where i was just like Screw power. Power's whack. Like, if you do power, you're whack. Yeah. How interesting. Because I'm the opposite, my friend. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, screw footwork. Yeah. Footwork's whack. Yeah. But that's very and interesting. I actually, I actually hated Corey and Tony for a moment because they did just power. Mm. Like, you guys suck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, I like it. I eventually come to, came to terms. And then um, just like training my brain to understand that it's a dance first before doing all the crazy moves kind of helped me jump into that next segment of where the house dancing and everything was. So, like, I've always tried to keep it as a dance and not so much crazy moves. I mean, yeah, there was a time where I would go off and people call it the abstract era or whatever, but, like, that's really where... Interesting. My whole mindset has always been about the dance. Yeah. So are you saying you um, take house dancing and incorporate it with your breaking? Vice versa. Yeah. Vice versa? Both. Both, mm-hmm. both ways? Okay. You totally okay. tell. I remember, I remember watching you at Bricks mm-hmm. because we always used to dance there. It was the Bricks is a club or used to be a club in downtown Salt Lake City for everybody that doesn't live in Utah. But I just remember we'd all be ciphering and... I always knew who you were, you know what I mean? And, and all of a sudden, I could tell when you got into house dancing. Because I'm like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you went from, like, good to, like, fucking really good at dancing almost overnight to me. You know what I mean? Because I didn't see you very often. Mm-hmm. I only saw you when we went out to those places. And I was like, oh, shit. What? I remember asking you. I'm like, what is that? You're like, housing? I'm like, what the hell is housing? <laughs> You're my introduction to house. Yeah. <laughs> And to this day, I think it's dope. You know, I like how you, like you're saying, you incorporate the house dancing into your top rocking, even into your footwork mm-hmm. style. You can tell. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I teach a class, I'm like, you should learn how to house because it's going to help you with your top rock. That's it's going to help sure, you yeah. listen to music better, mm-hmm. at least. You know yeah. what I mean? And then everybody's like, who teaches house? And I'm like, Chacho, who's that? And I'm like, no, I don't really teach right now. <laughs> this is always this has been like over the years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah, it's super interesting. There and there's a, I mean, even in the last little while, there's been more people that are getting into it that are coming up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. You can tell you can tell that they're not 
uh, completely there, but they're getting there, and I'm yeah. just like, holy crap! Yeah. Like people from Junction, um, like what's her name? Uh, Megan J- Junction? No, not Megan. The per- another person? Uh, another organization? God, she's Asian. She's just got married not too long ago. Hannah. 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 She. Gagan? She was in Junction too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I watch her dance, okay. house dance, and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. where the hell did that come from? Yeah, she does have a very good style. It's yeah. very, like, crisp and well, even, just looks good. Well, even before, like, I started teaching her, she always had that groove with her. Like, she, under- yeah. she understands music. Right. Point blank. Yeah. But when I kind of chipped away at her, it just got a whole new level. Totally. So, like, I don't know if anybody's heard it, but I call her the Groove Princess. Oh, so. nice. No, I, I didn't know that. That's dope. Okay. I mean, even like your girlfriend, Haley, like all these people. I'm like, what the hell? Because <laughs> yeah. they, they had that house battle, yeah. right? And I was like, how many people in Utah actually do house that you're going to have be able to have a battle? Yeah, and I was, I was blown away. Was quite like, a bit, thanks to right. this guy. Yeah. So you really created a, like a sub-scene to the... I don't know, <laughs> like a, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's it's really cool to watch. Anyways, I mean it wasn't it wasn't just me that started it though. Um, I don't know if you remember Danny Dance. Yes, he he oh was God. the one that actually started House Night. Oh really? Library, yeah. And I was just the dancer that would help people dance. I remember that. I so do remember he that. would he would do that, and then um, Micah and all them got came to it. And that was kind of their introduction, but at the same time, that gave them, like, oh, we could do this with popping, we could do this with locking. So they did a funk night. Uh, I think it was Tuesdays. So it was a Monday house, Tuesday funk night. Yeah. So Those were dope, too. Funk night. Mm-hmm. They just had, like, the DJ playing <laughs> outside. Yeah. Just On the cement. Boom. Should we light this thing? I'm down. Light so it, I kind of took the lighter from you. Light we it we missed it. <laughs> I know, I, I set it lighter. down and I didn't touch it. That's cool. So, what What would you think? If you had to choose, would, do you like house or breaking more? They both have their, their things that I take from them. Right. When I was breaking, I saw... When I first saw Breaking, I was like, okay, that's cool. But when I actually started doing it, that's when I was like, okay, I can express myself hmm. without having to talk because I'm I'm an introvert. Like, right. Point yeah. blank. There's, I'm still struggling with it. I want to talk more, but, you know, I mean, this is a good way for me to talk. Totally. But um, I saw that I could express myself through it and I could see how people could take it and everything like that, so... Breaking has helped me with confidence and breaking out of my shell and everything like that. And just having that attitude of, like, I'm a badass. Right. Yeah. Whereas House, it's kind of just taken that and made the branches grow all kinds of different ways. So, like, my mind is more open to the sounds within the music with House, whereas with Breaking, it wasn't like that. But where now that I know that I can bring that into my breaking, and then you can tell, you can see, like the whole transition with the music and listening and everything like that. So totally. 
I know, and I, I've called you abstract for all these years, and you absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, when the, when the time, like, 2004, 2005, that was the era of the abstract. Totally. You, know, you had Circus Runaways, Freak Show. Sour Patch. Sour Patch, yeah. You had all those guys, and, like, that was the thing. And we didn't know. We just watched watched the videos, and we're yeah. like, okay. We're doing that now. That's what it is. Yeah. Bite and rewrite, you know, the whole thing. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then I got out of that, and I started going back into the flow of it instead of just being, making puzzles and stuff like that, so. Right. And then that's when I joined your guys' underground thing. Oh, yeah. And that's when... Yeah, they had people like Kelly and I'm like bugging me and then you're you're saying <laughs> abstract. Ooh, I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> I remember that. He hated it. I was like, alright. Abstract. Yeah. That's interesting. Like I remember when with like when AOD became a thing. It was kinda like all about that. Mm-hmm. I mean you had a couple of you like Josh and them were more about the the style and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but most of you were doing the blow ups and the mm-hmm. like crazy abstract shit. Well, it was kinda, dope. Yeah, it, it was dope, but at the same time, it it, it had its time. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm thankful for that time because it also helped me think differently with my breaking. I mean, at the same time, yeah, you do all the crazy things and you throw yourself all around, blow up style, but doing it in a cool way. Like having a whole like story help me figure out a story instead of just okay I'm gonna do this sweep and then I'm gonna swipe and then I'm gonna hit a freeze you know right so that's cool yeah so, well how would you describe your style now like currently I'll put it in one word like like a tree branch you know how trees just kind of grow all kind of crazy yeah mm-hmm. it's just everywhere okay everywhere that's good that that's is good. good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to word this, but I am very curious to hear your thoughts on judging. Okay. Do you, can you just mention like what you kind of like look for when it comes to judging? There's, there's a lot of things cause there's, there's different perspectives too. And it depends on what I'm looking at at that time. Let's say for breaking number one. It's got a, it's a dance. So that's what I'm looking for. That's your, you got to dance to the music. Right. So that's number one. And then two, are you telling a story or are you just dancing and then hitting a move and then doing something else and then hitting another move? So that, that's like, that like to me is like saying, hi, I, there, then, today. Right. Like that sentence doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So I'm looking at it as, is it a story? And then you look at, you look at the execution of it. So for me, it's the music, the story. Are you complete? So for me, you have to have all the elements, the tops, the footwork, the the spin moves, and the freeze. If you don't have all of those, it kind of takes away points for you. Right. So breaking for me is a, is a whole story concept. And then, of course, the difficulty is going to be there. And were you doing all of that, were you with the music the whole time? That's number one for me, is the music. 
So it's really hard to judge sometimes because when you go, when both dancers are going out and they only hit the crash of a song mm -hmm. and that's it, that's really only like hitting, like if you're playing a video game, you have the superpower. Right. You know, it's only hitting like a Hadouken. It's like, okay, you hit me with two Hadoukens. What about the the trips, the throws, the hits, you know, right. all that stuff. Okay. So I'm, I look at it kind of like a video game in a way. That's cool. Interesting. I think probably, I mean, the only example that I can think of at the top of my head, did you watch the Red Bull BC one this year? Yes, I did. Did you, so you're familiar with Fleer Rock versus mm -hmm. um, Sugar Kicks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that battle specifically? Well, number one, a battle is, for me, a battle is trying to take away everything that your opponent can throw at you or get in their head. It's like a game of chess. Okay. You want to be able to get into their head so much that they're like, I don't know what to do, man, you know? So, okay. for me, Flea Rock did what he needed to do. He trapped Sugar Kicks. Sugar Kicks, he was, he was crazy, don't get me wrong. Like, he hit everything that he needed to, but he wasn't fully complete with the music. He only hit his crazy moves on just that one crash. Mm -hmm. You right. know what I mean? I mean, that's great. He can do all those crazy flares and moves and stuff like that, where... Let's take, let me see if I can kind of recap this just off the top of my head. Um, Flea Rock in the beginning, I think he did like a, just a regular old head spin it's just to yeah. show, hey, I could do power too. So yeah. that's like a conversation. He, for me, he won the argument if you're going to take it that way. Right. So that's one perspective. He won the yeah. argument because he, he said, hey, I can do this too. Yeah, he didn't do it as crazy or as good as, as um, Sugar Kicks did. But he said, hey, I got this too. And for me, round one, it did go to Sugar Kiss because Sugar Kiss, was, his confidence was there, he, his yeah, presentation, he, everything like that. He took that first round. Like, no, no doubt about it. And then, but at the same time, when Flea was doing his first round, he pulled out the, I think he pulled out the sword. And he, right. It's kind of poking fun at Sugar Kicks because he's Japanese and the samurai sword, you know. So right. he's slicing them up. And Sugar Kicks, I think he only did like, he tried to parry once. Right. But Flea was just like, and he cut him up and he licked the blade off, cleaned it off, and he put it away. That's that's one thing for me is like, if you're going to come out and take a gun and shoot it and then just start top rocking, he's like, okay, what'd you do with the gun? Right. You know, so like it, the story wasn't complete. So... Yeah, Flea lost that first round, but the second round, he came he came out with the with the guns, right? Yeah. Sugar Kicks kind of was doing the same kind of movements with the halos, the flares, and air yeah. flares and everything like that. Mm -hmm. He only had two like good highlights in that one round, that second round. And then you look at Flea; he did everything that you needed to do. Yeah, it was all guns, but he did the tops with the guns. He did the footwork with the guns. Yeah, it wasn't like six steps CC and all that. Like he crawled, right. he made that pattern, came back up, and then he hit his freeze, which was that matrix yeah. thing. So he had the whole complete story and his burn made sense the whole round. Mm -hmm. So round two, definitely for me, Flea Rock. Right. Okay, and then the last round, I think uh, Flea came out with floats. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He came out with floats. His round wasn't as sharp, but 
you could tell that he took away a part of Sugar Kicks. Like, after that second round. Because he got the crowd on his side. He got the judges jumping out of their seats, you know. Like, everybody knew exactly right. what Flea was doing. Everybody understood the whole story. Mm-hmm. So, the end, Sugar Kicks, you can tell he was kind of kind of depleted. It's like, okay, like, I, I'm trying I'm trying to do... You, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it. it was in the beginning of Sugar Kicks round. He, like, jumps up and, he like, kind of tuck and he kind of did a little shooty thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he went into those flares. It's like... Okay, where'd your guns come from? Right. You know, so like it's like being magical with your guns. It's like that doesn't make no sense. It's like I shot you with a bazooka. Yeah, but you had a gun like this. Right. You know, and you're using your two fingers and you're trying to shoot with your with your thumb like a like a squirt gun. You know, it's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at the end, uh, I think Shiggy kicks hit his like spinning shoulder thing. Yeah. But flea flea's like. His, his, he took the whole argument out, even in his last round. It wasn't, like, super great, but it all made sense, if you get, guys get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, for me, that's that's why I think Flea won. Okay. I mean, I can see also the other side, too, is, like, the difficulty level that Sugar Kicks was doing, plus he was on the music. But in breaking, from, for, from my perspective, it's a story. you got to be able to express what... You're feeling what you're saying, right? Within within either if you're in a cipher, or if you're in the battle, it counts more when you're in a battle because you're like, yeah, I, I shot you, or I peed on you like a dog, you know, and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> yeah. burns make sense, right? So that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a good perspective. Um, so what got you into teaching, like? just kind of fell into it <laughs> yeah that's how I kind of was <laughs> yeah I mean I wasn't when I started teaching I wasn't really like knowledgeable enough to teach it was just oh we need a breakdance teacher so mm-hmm. okay I'll try it out right my first I think my first teaching thing was at uh this is a studio on Center Street in Bountiful it's crazy because I was like 17 18 mm-hmm. somewhere around there about to graduate and this lady she just gave me the keys to the studio and said you can teach this day this day this day and she she did all the marketing and everything like that but like i wouldn't trust the kid (laughs) with keys to your studio (laughs) right (laughs) so i I would invite Corey, tony hell yeah john flexum miss lee we were always practice there on the weekends if it wasn't club time we were practicing there right and like this was also sorry mom this was also my introduction to alcohol (laughs) 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 so of course like hanging around Corey and tony and flexing like Mm. they're already older yeah i'm I'm still under age yeah so yeah. <laughs> How old is Flexum and Corey and them? Uh, Corey's two years older than me, so he's 39, almost 40. Flexum, I think he's a little bit older than that. I don't know his age exactly. Yeah. I, hmm. Miss Lee, I think she's a year older than me, and Tony's a, two years older than me. Is she still in Japan? Hmm. No. no. She, she, I actually saw her at freestyle session this this oh really? Session, yeah. Is she in California? Yeah, she's in California. She's doing all the stunts and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah. that's so crazy. 
funny story about Flexum. I, you remember Green Street? <laughs> you remember yeah. the club? <laughs> I fucking went there, and we were just dancing, dude. And I was dancing with this girl, and ran into somebody in the back, yeah. and I turned around. We both turned around at the same time. Was fucking Flexum. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, shh. <laughs> you didn't see me. Yeah, I was like, wow. It was, it was random because he had moved to California at this yeah. point, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was huge. Yeah. And then randomly, I just bump into him. Out of everybody in the club, I yeah. run into his back and yeah. we both I think turn that around was, and we're like, that was oh, when, shit. Yeah, he went back to Cali and he joined uh, Renegades in them. And I think he came back for like one of his uncles or something like that. Yeah. And he didn't want nobody knowing. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I mean, and he did a damn fine job. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, dude, what's up, man? She didn't see me. I was like, cool. Yeah. Wow. That's just funny. It's a random side story. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Okay. Um, let's see. When did you start teaching with Junction? How did you get in um, with Junction? The very first year, I was already teaching. I think I was kind of coming out of doing house night kind of off and on kind of thing because mm-hmm. I didn't really have a spot to do it. Yeah, I was doing it at, I was, I would do it at um, Millennium, then I would go to the Herc, then I would go to the School of Dance when mm-hmm. we were in a basement, and then I would think I went back to the Herc, and then after that, COVID hit, and that's when it kind of just diminished, but right. I think the first year, Megan was like, hey, do you want to teach us? I'm like, sure. I mean, that's how I got into it. It's very simple. She just asked yeah. me. Right. You know, so. She would awesome. always go to the Millennium House Nights. Yeah. Or when I would do the house classes there, too. Because I used to teach at Millennium for a second, too. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. And then when did you... So you teach at the School of Dance. Mm-hmm. When did you start there? You've had that program a while. 11 or 12 years ago. Oh, my God. It's been that long. I didn't realize it was even that long. Yeah, we were... It's funny how I got... (laughs) How I got got the job, too. Um, Josie um, got asked by Courtney, the owner of the studio, Uh to do a summer camp. Mm. And um, there was a day that Josie couldn't be there. She... Josie asked me to sub in. Right. And when Josie got back and when Courtney got back, I was all they could talk about. So Courtney was like, I need to hire you. <laughs> so I, awesome. in a way, I don't know if I did or I didn't, but in a way I feel like I took Josie's job. <laughs> you did. So, sorry, Josie. <laughs> but, I didn't even realize but I'm not Josie. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even realize she taught at all. That's crazy. Yeah. That's funny. And now you've got a ton of kids. And they're good. Like, and now you have the disc teaching with you, which is even... That's been super awesome. I mean, it's been a struggle, but awesome at the same time, just because, like, you have a program. You've been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have somebody else being brought in to give them another ex- perspective. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes those perspectives c- collide at the same time. You figure things out, and I think now I think me and the dis are at a point where we're just like, okay, we we know what we're doing now, let's let's get it going. And ever since we've been rolling, I think the last jam is when we we had our, our the studio or studio, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we're like, yep, we're our kids are ready. 
yeah we can put them through okay. so yeah they look ready they, you, and then you guys won yeah that's awesome yeah do you do you and the disc kind of like bonk heads because of like um is it like they're like teaching technique wise or is it like philosophy there was, there was all and, kinds of things but like you have me mm-hmm. who just kind of really didn't go out and go battle and all these things after AOD kind of split up. Right. I mean, we didn't really split up, but we all kind of just had our own thing going on. Yeah. After that, I didn't really, like, worry about traveling or anything like that. I wanted to make my scene better. So I, that's, that's where I was at. Like, my mindset was like, okay, let's, let's get the scene better. So we can be something that AOD was. Because mm-hmm. I feel like AOD at a point was like, okay, we know who Utah is now. Yeah. Like, instead of people going, Utah? Yeah. Aren't there Mormons out there? It's like, yeah, okay, there's Mormons, but there's also other people, you know? Right. So, where I was just kind of worried about my own scene. Eric wanted one of the bigger, better things, so he joined joined the zoo and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he he went crazy with it. Like he's been to all these different countries. He's in. He's now part of Super Crew. Mm-hmm. He was on ABDC. He had his kids from Zoologic on ABDC. Like so, right. you have me who who's just kind of like okay, I'm I'm not as as great as what he's become, but I've also put the time into right where he's put in the time, but he's kind of had that goal goal set orientation mindset where he's like okay i want to do this with my kids i want to do this with my kids i want to do this with my kids and i'm just i'm just here i'm like okay i just want want your kids to be good i want them to have a good time you know yeah for me it wasn't like oh we gotta be the best you know it was just just come have fun yeah right that's what this school dance has always been about is we they're not a studio, um, sorry, a competition studio. So that's one thing that sets them apart. So I kind of was just following that, where Eric's had all these things and he's had his kids be the best and they've all gone and do, done this thing. So that is where me and him both kind of collided. It's like, yeah, we're the same, mm-hmm. but he's done a lot more than me. So I'm, I kind of. It's like, okay, I want this because of the studio, but then he wants this. And we kind of just, our bars kind of just changed yeah. and everything. I, right now, everything is set the way that Zoologic has their thing. Okay. So, I mean, it's been it's been an adjustment for me, but I, I'm loving it. Like, yeah. The, the way that everything's going now, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's great. Like, Eric's putting what he needs to in and I'm I'm putting in my sense. I mean yeah, it's it's been it's been good. Yeah. So. Okay. And it shows. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, those kids are damn good. And damn lucky, you know, to have someone like you, like just you alone, it's amazing. Yeah. And also Eric in, in the mix, that's that's phenomenal. Oh like, yeah. I'm I'm fucking jealous. It's, <laughs> I really it's am crazy like. because <laughs> I had them I had them okay. But when Eric came in the summer, there was a time where some of the kids wouldn't go because he was teaching. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as time went on, those kids, they saw what Eric brings to the table. Right. Yeah. And from then, it's just, 
it's gone from kind of like a, I would say like a little rocket ship to now like NASA, and it's yeah. just the level has just gone up, and right. it's crazy. It's dope, and it's cool to see. Yeah, I, I'm like that's just exactly the same mentality. Like I've had your mentality where like I just want to make, I just want to grow the scene. You yeah. know what I mean? And I want to make it better. Mm-hmm. I can get them started young and keep them going. Mm-hmm. Like by the time they hit our age, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So that's interesting to see, like, hear that dynamic. Yeah, it's it's cool because he's had all that experience and outside perspective. He's been away from the scene for a while. Right. But now bringing that back into the scene, it's just been a whole, like, shift change. It's right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what's the um, overall goal with this program? <laughs> I don't think we've really set a goal. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's just making our kids, the kids, that even adults fear. Right. So, like, that's that's our main goal. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my main goal, I can't speak for him because he's not here. Right. I want him to speak for himself. But that's that's one of them. And we, we've talked about this a mm-hmm. little bit, but that's one of mine. And I'm hoping it's one of his. And then um, just have a program that's able to fund itself yeah yeah instead of having to worry about a studio get asking the studio for space you know like eventually i want to have my own kind of thing my own space kind of like like i don't know if you guys know who alchemy breaking is out in vegas but like they have their own space they okay. build out their own studio they run a whole program and it's it's cool because Courtney and Kylie the they're now like joint joint owners of the studio. Okay. They're putting their their beans in the jelly jar and kind of relying on me and Eric to have this happen. So mm-hmm. they're they're financially supporting us at the same time they're giving us a space at the same time they're giving us kids and then we just have to make the program. Yeah. That's amazing. Crazy. So, yeah. That's a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot of work and it's it's frustrating at times. There've been times where I wanted to just not teach anymore. Right. But like that's what it takes. It takes like the hard getting through the whole thing. Yeah. I don't want to teach anymore to cuz you see all these things like how it's growing. Like I would, there was a point where I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to teach anymore." But then you see all the benefits that the kids are getting. You're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I get, I get it now, you know. Right. So. Well, and it's super awesome to have a, a studio owner mm-hmm. that is on that page with you. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so thankful for them. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have been able to quit my design job if it wasn't for them. Right. Also, oh, you just teach full time. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, they hire. Did they hire you to do other things? Um. Or do you just teach? So they they put me on salary, but. Like that's still kind of being worked out, right? On how on how how it's working and everything like that. So hopefully we can figure it out soon. Yeah, that's amazing. As I mean, I've taught at several studios all over the valley, and mm-hmm. you know how it is. Like they just push it aside. They're like, here, teach these six-year-olds with yeah. these sixteen-year-olds <clears> at <throat> the same time. And like you were saying on our last podcast, yeah. they shove thirty or forty kids in the same room, and you're just like, here, go. Yeah. And we're gonna pay you twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, know your worth. Totally. Uh, what we were talking about, like uh, on the last podcast, we mentioned we we're talking about teaching. When is a good time? Mm-hmm. When do you feel is a good time if somebody wants to take on teaching? How much time should they have put in? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Things like that. Well, I think if you have your basics and you know about the culture, you know your foundation, you have shared it with somebody and they got it, That's when, I think that's when you can know if you actually can teach or not, is if you actually share it with somebody. Right. You know? So, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, one, year one guy that's trying to teach compared to a year 10 guy that's trying to teach is not going to do so well because the person has more experience. Right. But at the same time, like, it's like an apprenticeship. Yeah, you, know? you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, yeah. So, I mean, if this studio has year one guy trying to teach and that studio sees year five or year 10 guy is teaching here, and they're doing a lot better. They're gonna, the studio's gonna notice that, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, you're, you're not qualified. You right. Know? I would hope, you know, because studios, studios here sometimes they just like, oh yeah, we got a breaking program. Yeah. You know? We got Joe Schmo. Then. Yeah. It's like, okay, he does, he does breaking. He does cartwheels. Nice. <laughs> he can do. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe Schmo. Then the other thing we talked about is like, what. If you're just getting into teaching, mm-hmm. um, how much should you expect? You know what I mean? So if I'm dude that's been dancing for five years, mm-hmm. it's my first time teaching, what what do you think, in your opinion, should you ask for as an hourly rate? If it's your first time, don't expect much. Yeah. Because you don't even know if you can teach. Right. Some some b boys they're really good at breaking but they suck at teaching. I completely agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I completely <laughs> agree with that. So you got you got to really like see it as like, can I teach or not? Yeah. You got to be able to communicate with the kids. You got to be able to read a room. You got to be able to get keep everybody's attention. Yeah. You know, if you can do those key things, and the most important one is make sure all the kids are having fun. Right. If the kids aren't having fun, they're going to be off doing their own thing, and they're going to be bad, and you're going to get angry, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, if you can do those things, you can teach. And then if you can do those things, and you can share the, the foundation and what this culture or this style, whatever style you're doing is, then you can ask for a higher rate. But if you're just, oh, yeah, I can teach you how to front step and six step, it's like... <laughs> Okay, ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars an hour. But if you're trying to teach a whole thing, like you wanna be in the range of fifty an hour, you know? Yeah. Especially if you got like a whole squad of kids. Right. And trying to get all that whole squad of kids to do the same thing, you gotta be really good. Yeah. And yeah, like the more kids you have, the more you your rate should go up. Exactly. Like even on a commission have your base and then your commission anyways yeah it's funny because i've had i'm not gonna name the studios but they like yeah we need a sub okay what are you gonna pay me 25 nah yeah 
I know my worth, you know. Right. Uh, I put in almost, what is it now? Almost 22 years, you know, mm-hmm. into, into this thing, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're going to pay for your quality, right? Yep. Interesting. Um, what inspires you uh, to kind of like keep going? This could be like multiple things like life in general, mm-hmm. dance. What inspires me to keep going is that it's given me so much, you know. Mm. Dance and this culture it has given me so much. It's like you can't give up on something that important. Right. That's given you so much. I mean, yeah, we have life and we got to do things. We got bills to pay when we get older and everything like that. But if it's something that you love, it's going to show and you're going to stick with it. If it's just something that you're jumping into because, oh, I could win a competition or I could get girls or, you know, then it's like, yeah, you're not going to survive. <laughs> yeah, short you know, This This culture is going to eat you alive, pretty much. So for me, it's, it's a give back. Mm. like now it's a huge give back like I don't I don't really enter the competitions I mean I want to but at the same time I don't because I don't need to put myself in there anymore because the next generation needs to prove themselves right you know so I was hearing you guys talk about like I wish the older guys would still enter yeah I mean yeah that that's gonna help out too because it's gonna teach the younger guys hey this is what you kind of need, mm-hmm. but it's also gonna have the older guys. Yeah, can I still do this? Can I still like roach these roach these yeah. new new guys? You know, texted. Texted. <laughs> forty. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I told him forty never looks that, so good. That's like, why, for me, he doesn't he doesn't have to do this. No, but he loves yeah. it so much that he's gonna do it. Right. And just like the the last um, body rock event that me and Cooley did, I wasn't even practicing for that because I was like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> just stop practicing, bro." Son of a bitch, you'll do better. <laughs> and Cooley was working all the time, and everybody already had their partners. I was like, "Yo, you want to do this?" He's all, "Yeah." This was like two days before. Hell yeah! So we're like, "Okay." Those and are the best ones. The yeah. Cool, the cool thing about kool-aid is like he has a way of hyping me up right like he can he can hit he can hit a note in me it's like he just comes up to me he's all we got this shit right i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) i think one of the coolest things like tristan like he's just watching him do his thing is that he's just obviously he's just so strong right but he's also very good with timing oh nice Something like I feel like I've learned from him. I mean, he hasn't taught me like personally, but just watching and observing him and just the way like he handles his timing is, is mm-hmm. phenomenal, honestly. Because even when I compete, when someone's done, I'm like, get the fucking go, go, go. You know what I mean? But with right. him, it's just like, I'm going to take my time. Let's bring it back down That's and then it build is. it back up. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very inspiring. It's fun to watch you guys dance together. Or even, even you and Monkey, mm-hmm. they're like some of my favorite duos. Like when you were Bojangles, mm-hmm. actually talk about like what, <laughs> where did that come from? Okay, like, so this was back when AOD was kind of like we were always getting arguments and stuff like that, you know. Right. And there was there was a conversation one time where it was like A squad, B squad. I was like, oh, okay. Oh so, damn. So there's there's that, and then there was a time where. 
um, I was I had to go back. I think it was to live with my grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was living with my grandma, and this was a time where I just kind of left um, graphic school. Right. And Monkey was living up in Provo. I was like, okay, so I'm gonna go up there and kind of just hang out every weekend. I would just go up there. Yeah. And we would practice all the time, or we would just have fun, hang out, yeah. you know. And I was like, dude, let's let's come up with our own thing. And so that's kind of like the dynamic duo of Mr. Bojangles. We would always watch, like, um, who's the dude? Charlie Chaplin and Fred Astaire and all those guys. Yeah. And all the twins that did the tap hand, can't remember their names, but um, we would watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. And we watch all all this comedy stuff too, and we just kind of put that together, and that's how Bojangles kind of got born. Because Sammy Davis Jr. sang a song, Mr. Bojangles. I was like, okay, I'll be Mr. You be Bojangles, <laughs> 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 or the other way around. I can't remember, but like that that was that was a cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So when when did uh... Flavonoids become a thing. Like you were, you were part of Angels of Death, or you or AOD. Mm-hmm. Are you still? Do you? I mean, I know it's dissipated, kind yeah. of. So, for me, when you get in a crew, you're right. that for life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether, yeah. whether the crew is active or not. Right. So I'm still Dirty Hands. I'm still AOD. I'm still Flavonoids. I'm still House of Flavor. Right. So, if you're in it, you're in it. Sometimes there will be times where it would be me and Ali, Angels of Death, you know? Right. Straight up, you know, there's no flavor rock, there's no, you know, putting the two squats together that he has and I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're always that. I can't remember the question. Uh, when did you, when did Flavonoid start? Like, oh, okay. Like, AOD kind of dissipated, mm-hmm. like you guys all went your separate ways yeah. or whatever, and then, yeah. Okay, so... We went our separate ways, and then the f- the Fed came up, the first Fed battle, like where we do the series and we would battle each other. Oh yeah, yeah. The cruise versus cruise and get points and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Me, Corey, and Monkey entered the first one. We took the first one, thankfully, <laughs> as AOD. And then the second one comes around, and this is the time where I'm hanging with Monkey out in Provo. The whole time, and I'm like, okay, so now it's four. Let's have me and you, and I don't know why I didn't include Corey, but I didn't. And Kool Aid, and Monk, like okay. those were the people I was practicing with at the time. Right. Because Yudo had their thing, I would go to their practices, and then I would go to Provo, and then I would also practice with um, Killer B at. Um, I can't remember. It's on Bangator. No. Applause. You know, Applause. Applause. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So all these th- all these things. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was just kind of going back and forth through there, and um, Corey was living in Ogden, I think, at the time, so I wasn't hanging out with him that 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 much. And we, me and Corey, got into a big argument because I didn't include him in this next squad. Because uh. obviously, you know, you win the first one, you wanna. We're the champions. Come get us, you know. Yeah. Right. So that was my bad. 
but it was that I would go to all these practice spots and I was okay. Me, me, monkey, Kool Aid, and then monk. So we, we did that for the second one, and that's the first time we actually did flavonoids. Like me and Kool Aid, we entered I think one of Mig's jams when Steve and Eric came out and they took it. It was a two on two. Right. We entered as Rocco flavonoids, but we saw that Body Rock was doing the thing, so we we're like, yeah, let's take off the Rocco part. Right. So flavonoids came out of that. Wow. That's cool. So I that like started that. in 2010. 2010. Okay. And has it been a thing the whole time? or Flavonoids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's been around that long. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And then in comes Ben, Alonzo. Yeah, so... Because they were kill- or musicality, yeah. right? Yeah, they were musicality. So it was... Monk had moved to California to pursue his uh, animation career because he graduated with animation. So he did a lot of Pixar movies and stuff like that. Oh, So damn. he's out doing that thing. And me, Monkey, and Killer Bee um, were just enter flavonoids mm-hmm. wherever. Right. So there was, a, there was one, I think it was the third year of the Fed. There was a three-on-three and the winners would get flown. And it it wasn't we weren't in the point system. It was just the finals. Right. And it was us three versus your guys's crew. It was White Boy, Bomb Bomb, and Bomb Bomb's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was that battle, and that that's kind of what cemented like okay, we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this as a thing. Right. So after that, like we see that Ben, Alonzo, Pichai, and Han, they're putting in work. And there would be times where Han would just come at me in the cipher. He would always call me out. So Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated that because not a lot of people call me out. You know? Yeah. I wish people would, but at the same time, they don't. I don't know why. I mean, I, I get scary man. too good, man. <laughs> too good. God damn it. Just it's not that I'm good. Like, I, I, I see the intimidation factor. I, I know yeah. that. I've had that my whole life. Mm-hmm. So. The, the resting bitch face or whatever, you know? I don't think you have a resting bitch face, but you definitely are intimidating, but... I, I it's, like, like, a good thing. Like, I... Like, I... <laughs> n- this is honestly the first time I've, like, had a conversation with you. You know what I mean? But, like, I've, like, known you for a while, and I've heard from other people. Like, you just... You are a genuinely, like, nice guy. No one's ever really spoken bad about you, ever. You know what I mean? You just right. are very intimidating, is mm-hmm. all it is. I mean, <laughs> and it's not a bad thing, you know? Like, you could use that to your advantage. Well, I just well, like battling you, and you just yeah. you just talk so much shit. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, though. Like, let's let's get it's on so great. get on that topic too. Yeah. Kind of going off going off track, but in a battle, you're literally it's like somebody's taking trying to take something from you. So, oh, totally. Yeah. So you gotta put on that like what you coming at me like that. So like it's really frustrating for me for people to be like, you can't do this, you can't say that, you can't do this in a battle. Right. It's like, okay, we're going to go to war. It's yeah. this country versus this, this country. But you death. guys can't use tanks, and you guys can't use bombs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> Get that out doesn't of here. work. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. So, I, so. I always enjoyed battling you. I mean, we went we went a couple, well, a year or two where we were just fucking Yeah, it was you and me. Die. Always in, the, in either semis or the finals. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I could never fucking beat you. <laughs> never. 
we go to a tie. I'm like, okay, I got, I got another round. <laughs> and then you're like, you go first. I was like, all right, feel confident, go out. You go out. I, re- I remember it was at a fucking Terry's Jam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got him. You know what I mean? Finally, I'm finally going to fucking win. And then I thought you were going to stop. And then you just went off for another fucking 30 seconds. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Grab my bag and just leave. But no, I, I was, it was always that. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you look at, let's say, today's all styles battles right when I, something that all the all stylers need to need to understand is you're in a battle yeah it's not a performance yeah yeah i mean yeah it is a performance but it's you're not on stage somebody's trying to win the money over you yep you're in a battle don't bat, don't look at the judges and dance to the judges yeah. <laughs> battle the person that's in front of you they're taking they're trying to take away what you're trying to win exactly so I mean if if anybody does an all styles battle and they get mad because I'm in your face and mm-hmm. you think I'm an asshole or whatever it's during that set time yeah in the battle after we're friends whatever's said in that point if that hurts you then either you need to come up to me and talk to me about it, yeah. or you need to grow a pair, you know? <laughs> um, I'm going to put it that flat. I mean, that's my opinion. If, if you want to talk to me about it, I'm more than welcome to talk yeah. about it, you know? I, th- I think that's, like, from our generation, though. Like, we grew up in... We grew up in the ruggeds. We grew up in the ruggeds, yeah. yeah. We talk so much shit to each other. I'm surprised people that are still around haven't quit because mm-hmm. of some of the shit that was being said. Mm-hmm. Like, even Ali. Mm-hmm. At one point in Ali's career, he was being called a biter left and right. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. And now, mm-hmm. the man is just on another level. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Just the... The... What do you call it? He had a tough skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. He He got out of it somehow mm-hmm. and just kept rolling with it now it's like you're saying if you if i talk shit to you you're mad and now you're just not gonna say anything mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just gonna i fucking hate jacho because he called me a biter in a battle you know or whatever mm-hmm. he called me whack <clears throat> that's exactly what it is I mean, that's that's the b-boy culture man well i mean it's not even just the b-boy culture it's like it's a war culture. Yeah. yeah. It, was born, it was born off of um, trying to best the next person. Right. You know? So, I mean, if you're going to get mad about what somebody said or anything like that, then you shouldn't be battling. Yeah. It's not for yeah. you. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, what do you think the scene here in Utah is lacking? What would you like to see? That's a good question. More probably understanding the culture. Okay. And not just the movements. Mm. Because you have people that are getting angry about, oh, they don't understand because this is this culture. These people made it up, blah, blah, blah. If you understand all that stuff, you understand the music, you understand where it came from, everything like that, you're going to go far. 
Right. You know, and don't, don't stick to what you've learned here. Branch out. Go learn somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go find other pathways because what people say here could totally be bullshit compared to what, like, let's say you go to New York or the mecca of where, where yeah. hip-hop came from. Right. Like, totally, like, that's going to be the real answers compared right. to... It's like playing telephone, yeah. you know? When you, somebody says this, but it comes out saying monkey bars, it's like, that's not what I said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta, you got to go and seek where it came from and understand this thing because if you don't understand it and you just stay here and just learn off me or some other older older people you know i mean you're not going to get the full experience totally you know so i would say everybody needs to branch out what do you what's your favorite thing about this scene opposite <laughs> the there are so many diverse dancers here that you can literally learn almost anything here. I mean, there's a lot more, obviously, yeah. that people can bring here, but mm-hmm. like you can literally go to Millennium, or you can go to the Dance Project, or you can go to the School of Dance, and mm-hmm. you can, or the Herc, and you can learn all these styles, mm-hmm. whatever style. If it's a street dance style or a studio style, it doesn't matter. You can learn everything here. Right. That's dope. Yeah. It's very true. Because, I mean, we even get people from other states that come out here and they're like, I want to move here. Mm -hmm. You guys have so much going on here that it's kind of like a diamond in the rough kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, also, too, that, like, we are welcoming. Yes. We are very welcoming as as a place. Right. So... That helps. Uh, how often do you practice? <laughs> <laughs> Not often, but... Um, it's kind of like you're teaching, kind of like almost like your practices. Kind of, but not really, because I don't even really move during teaching sometimes. Oh, so, practice time, I don't really put a schedule to it anymore because I'm not as active as far as battling goes. Mm. But... Um, Lately, I've been trying to push through like, yeah. once a day. I don't know, turn on some music, do whatever, make whatever I feel. Like, right. I've been dabbling in other styles. I won't say what they are because I don't need nobody <laughs> coming at me. Dude, oh, you don't do that. I do that. <laughs> like, it don't matter. Like, I'm going to try this, and if you don't like it, you don't like it, whatever. So, Fuck, man. Just... Yeah, I just turn on music now and sweet. Just, just go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's kind of. I kind of want to step away from dancing for a little bit. Okay. Uh, what do you like to do for fun in your life? For me right now, it's, it's literally me and the dogs. Like I'll get them partial, partial week. Okay. And just taking them out, going to the park, watching them enjoy themselves. Like, yeah. They're. They're my kids, but they're not my kids, you know. Yeah. Like, they're totally your kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I see it all yeah. over like yeah. Facebook. He's always posting selfies yeah. and videos. And yeah, so like anybody that says, dogs aren't kids, 
they're your kids. You take care of them like, kind of the same kind way, but not really. Too, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of dogs are they? Sharpays. Sharpays, that's right. Yeah, Those so are beautiful dogs. Beautiful dogs. Oh. I do that, and um, what kind of just keeps my mind off things as of late is I, um, I have a Procreate on my iPad, and I just draw however I feel. Sometimes it's it's a detailed drawing. Sometimes it's just some scribbles, you know. Oh, so it's kind of cool. like a yeah. a drawing for or a ju- how do you say it? a journal for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> That's dope. I have no artistic skill. I can't do that. Shit. I can draw pretty. I can draw with shit. Pretty damn good stick figure. Can you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got me convinced. I was like, can you really? I've like, known you for so long. Do you really? Can you do that? Yeah. God. I'll show you right now. No, don't. I want to see your stick figures. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, how many siblings do you have? In total, five. In total, five. Are you the middle child? I'm the second oldest. You are the second oldest. Yeah, me and my brother have the same dad, and then my younger sister and brother have the same dad, and then my youngest sister has her own dad. And then on my dad's side, I have a half-sister with, he was with uh, another girl, and they had a daughter. Her name is Tisha. So I think okay. six now. Okay. Yeah. In in total. Yeah. So five from my mom, and then one other from my dad. Mm-hmm. Do any of them dance? Or I mean, I know you said your dad was like into it. Does mm-hmm. is he like totally oh, he's, psyched about you? Uh yeah he he yeah That's he, dope. he he likes it. He he loves posting me all the time, and he'll like my things on Instagram. He's more so on Facebook, but yeah, like his the first time I competed, he was at that unite. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, my dad's here, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. so both both my parents, they really enjoy that I dance. I mean, there were times where it's like, you got to go to school, you got to do better, but yeah. like I put myself so much into this that like I don't have to do the school thing, right? Which I'm thankful for. That but is, that's an at the same one. time, like I wish I did go to school, <laughs> right? <laughs> to have to have that fallback just in case, you know? Right. We always joke like we're super like in shape and we look young for our age, mm-hmm. but we're not very well <laughs> yeah. as dancers. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they don't make a lot. Yeah. All other. All their aspects of hip hop make so much money doing what mm-hmm. they do. Dancers are kind of like the, yeah, the ones that don't make as much. Yeah. Another thing that I get down on is I've been trying to teach myself how to DJ. That's oh, nice. Cool. Okay. Very nice. Like, not the Serato way, the actual way. You know. Oh yeah. Full full out records, everything like that. You doing this like at the Herc, or you just doing my this house? Your house. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, sick. Scratchmo is always like. Said, so, hey, anytime team you want you want help. Yeah. Like yeah. I I do want his help, but at the same time I don't want to bother him because the way he came up with it was just like the way that I'm trying to come mm-hmm. up with it, you know. So right. He learned. Do, he, he was self-taught. Uh, I don't. I think he had a mentor. I can't remember. There was three people in the crate dwellers. It was him, Chu, and some other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name, but I think he taught both Chu and Scratchmo. Right. But there was no Serato at this time, so like interesting. 
Yeah, so I kind of want to learn the the real way, the way that everybody back in the day did it. So yeah, that'd be interesting to hear your your <laughs> choice of music too. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, what do you listen to as far as music goes? What's your genre? Um, I'm an I'm an every everything kind of guy. There was a point where I didn't like country, but um, I'm kind of getting into it more now. Okay. It's crazy because Killer Bee's the one that kind of inspired that because he's super country guy. Is he really? <laughs> God. No Whoa. way. Oh, How do you that? That is so... Don't picture it. Yeah. That is crazy. There's a there's a there's a lot that nobody pictures about him, but he's cool. Wow, yeah. that man's full of surprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> country music from Killer Bee. Killer Bee's country music cookout. Let's go. <laughs> I'd show make up. it a thing. I'd show up. I would show up. <laughs> we, we we do these assemblies, and we mm-hmm. went down to Moab, and that was one of the. Dude, most common question. Could not What's your favorite country song? <laughs> we're looking at each other. Country song, like someone pick a damn song, and we were like, we don't know any of it. Wu Tang Clan. Who's your favorite country band? Dude, they got so mad. They were like, boo! <laughs> like, like, just in a the couple of seconds, they knew we didn't listen to it. So we oh, were like, yeah. oh my god, we got to do our research, anyways. But like, what I'm really into right now is like the jazz. 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 Mm-hmm. I like jazz. I yeah. actually I like cook to jazz. You cook to jazz? Cook to jazz music. That's amazing. It's just so soothing. So calm. I like it. It makes me feel classy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I cool. like jazz. Um, do you plan on staying in Utah your whole life? For family, yes. But if the opportunity arose where I could go work somewhere else, I'd probably go. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know what it would be, but the money would have to be good. Mm-hmm. My living situation would have to be good, and then whatever it is, yeah. Okay. If it's would you guys go anywhere? Anywhere, like you? If it's like, let's say, like, <laughs> yeah, like North Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> like yeah. nothing wrong somewhere, with North Dakota. Somewhere po- more podunk than here. Yeah, no. No. It's got to be bigger than here. Yeah, it's got to be bigger. Than here. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite trip that you took? There's so many. So many. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was the last one that you went to? Was it New York? Freestyle session. Was the Freestyle last one. session. Okay. Yeah. How it, was that? It was just like any old freestyle, show. Yeah. freestyle session would be. It's like, it's, it's crowded as hell. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It wasn't crowded. It's crowded as it, as other sessions have been, but mm-hmm. it was nice because you got free roaming space. Right. There was three rooms. One of the rooms sometimes wouldn't get used. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that place is huge, wow. but it was dope because you see people that you haven't seen forever. Me, I haven't been like out to an out of state jam and like. Maybe twelve years, ten years, some something like that. Really, that's like, a long time. Actually, like going and competing. Like yeah. I've been to like the Vegas shakedowns and circle uh-huh. and stuff that like Meg and them all throw, but like never really like fully competed. You know, yeah. just went to go hang out. Right. You know. But and you com- you said you competed in the one v one. Which one? At freestyle session. Oh, um, it was a one on one all styles. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I went. I went there. <laughs> like I was. I was not prepared at all. Like right. I was just coming off the the wreck and everything, mm-hmm. and I went to go watch the forty and over prelims. Right. I watched them, but they didn't say, "Hey, we're in this room, we're starting this." So, uh, of course, I get to the other room. I'm number five. Mm-hmm. They already called me. I come in. I see that they're on like number blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna go ask the guy see if I can still get in. He's like, yeah, you're next. I'm like, shh. <laughs> so I'm cold. I'm just chilling. I go in, and I did a move twice. And then I like my brain was so distraught. Yeah. I didn't like the music, you know. Right. The the whole. Oh, everything was just going wrong there. Just fell off. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to get my bag and right. I'm going to go back over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was the jam overall is always dope for me. I love Session. Yeah. Session, session and B-Boy Summit have always been my top jams that I've always gone to that were like huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this was before Silverback and all that was happening mm-hmm. and like before break free before the b-boy spot and all that so yeah okay. um, my very first out of state was probably my favorite too because um ashley again mm-hmm. she brought me out to summit we went out together just to go because i was like oh you know all these people you know yeah let, let me hang out with you let me do all this stuff and we were staying at, I think it was the Hope of Hollywood, with Havoc Coral. Some of the Battle Damn. Monkeys were there. Big names. And um, some, I think, of California was there. I can't remember. But, like, I remember just going through a drive through <laughs> with Marlon Boy um, and all them. Mm-hmm. And Boy was just so tired. He was like, you know what? Give me the big burger. <laughs> I think it was, I think we were at some Wendy's place. I, I don't know if it was Wendy's or whatever. And it was like, okay, big burger. <laughs> but like, boy, boy was like the funniest to me. That's funny. It was just cool to see, be able to hang out with the person that kind of helped start you. Mm-hmm. And then also be in with hanging out with all the people that you would watch on the VHS tapes. Right. You'd get inspired by it. You're like, oh, that's that guy. That's that guy. Like, it was just like a superstar struck. Yeah. That's what all celebrities crazy. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing Rocks right for the first time. Yeah. It's like, super short dude. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. This is why you're so good. Right. No. It's crazy because you watch the tapes and then you see them and you're like, you're like a whole two fish. Yeah, right. That's that's, that's what so I. Weird. I don't remember what battle was. Remember B Boy Ruin? Mm-hmm. He used to wear the do rag thing, mm-hmm. and he wore the Thundercat shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that dude's badass. And I met him, and I'm like, that dude's short. <laughs> I'm taller than him. That's crazy. I'm short, but it they people look taller on TV. It's, yeah. it's super interesting. I really think that's why people are so good at breaking sometimes. It's like they have a better center of gravity. Like the shorter, shorter you are, people. the better you are, <laughs> honestly. Like the, probably the faster you can get moves. Um, anyway, um, what was I going to say? What are you most passionate um, outside of dance? Like is there anything else in, you li- in your life that you really like to do? Like do you have any other hobbies that you're really passionate about? Mm. Or is it just kind of like dance kind of like sucks up all your time? Dance, drawing, 
music. Mm. That's pretty much all I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, trying to dabble into making my own clothing line. Oh shit. Which would be nice, but I've always kind of stuck with um, the whole vinyl cutting thing because that's what I was doing before dance. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I bought a little cricket machine, and I've been making my own sweaters and everything like that. So oh, that's sweet. like the start. I mean, I'm not really like there yet, but yeah. over time, I feel like I'll get to a point where it's like, okay, there's a jam here. Chacho stuff is there, you know. Do you have like a, a name for your brand yet? No, not yet. That's too mm-hmm. cool. What's funny though is uh, I was actually thinking about doing this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Podcast, but my podcast would be called Chacho Unmuted. Oh, <laughs> oh. I like that. You know, because my name back in the day was the mute. The mute. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would actually be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd listen. Surely yeah. too. You should do it. You should do it. Yeah. If you need help, we can. You, you'll you'll learn fucking fast, I'll tell learn, you that. You'll learn what you should say, what you shouldn't say. Yeah, you'll learn so fast. <laughs> but yeah, Some of the podcasts, I'm like, oh, okay, this person's going to come at them. That yeah. person's going to come at them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it's, been, it's, been a, it's been an interesting yeah. go. But I mean, we're, all, we're also like in the learning process too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I told him, I sat him down. We've always talked about it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, dude, let's just start one. Yeah. Yeah. So we went out and bought this mic. We went on the mic together. I freaking searched up like free shit, you know, mm-hmm. software, downloaded Audacity, and here we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then... I mean, you guys are like, what, episode 12, 13, 14? Oh, it's more. It's like 28? 26 or 27-ish. Crazy. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And yeah, somewhere... <laughs> you just, you learn what you can say and what you shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah. And it's a learning process. And it, yeah. there's a lot of like, yeah, there's, anyways, we won't, we won't, <laughs> we won't, we won't tap into it. Right we now. won't tap into it right now. Yeah. We mean well, you know, and <laughs> sometimes you just can't please everybody. Please everybody. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's my subtle way of not subtly saying anything. That's how we at. Hour and 21 minutes. Oh, my God. I didn't fuck it up that time. Do you want to keep going? I'm done to keep going. Yeah, whatever you guys want to ask. It's whatever now. So, okay, I'm just going to ask you that. You, you, is Wolverine your favorite superhero? Ever since X-Men came out, yes. I did have, at one point, the Hulk comic where he came out. Yeah. And battled the Hulk. But, like, I felt like I've always had, like, some kind of attachment to him. Because just the way his character is. Right. Like, he's he's crazy at times. But at the same time, he has he has a good heart. He has a good mind. Yeah. You know, he means well. But there are times where he's just berserk a barrage and he goes off. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of have that same kind of mentality. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm the nicest guy, but... You hit a different note, it's it's game over, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, just kind of a story. There there's something that I really don't like about battling people in a competition is the crew that is not battling well, the crew so here's this crew and this crew. Let's say it's Flavonoids versus versus Block Kings. Mm-hmm. Right. Me and Kool Aid are battling you two, right? Yeah. But then we have somebody like Kid Wolf talking crap. 
And he's not even in the battle. Oh. Yeah. That gets on my nerves. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, all the time. And I will call you out. Yeah. If I see it. Yeah. I've done this to plenty of people. Just one on the spot. I did it to flight. Yeah. It was Spindian and Slinky versus me and I think Roy from Foundations of Freedom a long time ago. Right. And... Fly was just talking, yeah, yeah, you guys are going to lose, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, see me after the battle. Yeah. And I followed him until we were in a cipher. And I roasted him. Yeah. I I heard, I don't know if this is fact, I'm not going to put it out as fact. I heard I made him cry, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I have no idea if I did. I'm not going to say. I don't even know. So... It's the wrath of the Chacho, man. <laughs> don't piss him. Why no one calls you out, probably. I also <laughs> did another example. I felt bad about this one. It was a New Year's battle, and uh, me and Leo were battling. Uh-huh. And uh, Nancy, you know Nancy, right? Little firecracker. She's oh, she's always Nancy. talking. Yeah. You know. <laughs> did the same thing, but like I was getting really mad at her. And, after the after me and her went out at a couple of rounds, like she, she's like, "You really hurt my feelings." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry." Like we yeah. did a full apology. I did a full apology and everything like that. It's like that. Real. I told her, explained her why I did it and everything like that. And that's just the thing, you know. Like if you're not in the battle and you're talking smack, get ready to get it too. Yeah, mm. I I remember you did that to my students. <laughs> remember that at Terry's students. battle. We were, I think it was you. Oh, melee! It was you and Tanner versus me and Terry, mm. and my students yep. were standing behind mm-hmm. me and they were talking trash. Yep. Oh no! And I, I, I had to tell them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you don't, if you're not in the battle, I, I had the conversation. Why did he call us out? Which was dope. I, I mean, it was a good learning experience for them. Yeah. But they felt bad, like because they didn't know that yeah. wasn't a thing. But with those, with those two, I think they took it well. Oh yeah, they totally took it well. Mm-hmm. They were all like, they were all amped, like, oh, he called us yeah. out. I'm like, yeah, and you guys went out and you freaking handled it. You know what I mean? You got destroyed, but you handled it. <laughs> and well, that's the thing is like, they're like, well, why, why did he do that? So I had to say, I'm like, you know, you were on the sideline, you weren't a part of the battle. I know that you're cheering us on. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that, mm-hmm. but some people don't like it when you're talking shit and you're not in it. Yeah. And he happens to be one of those, because <laughs> I remember I, I I remember you calling out Nancy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't think I was there for the flight, but mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just like a whole respect thing. Like if you're at that moment, it's those two people battling. That's their their beef. Right. If you got somebody that's not part of it, and they're it's like putting a three on one. It's like okay, I see you. Right. And I'm gonna see you after the battle. Yeah. You know so. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was because I asked him if he's Wolverine was his favorite. Yeah, uh, I only asked that for the folks that don't know. Mm-hmm. He's he just got a tattoo of Wolverine on his forearm, yeah. which is sick. Right before COVID hit, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see, Chacho. What is the meaning of life to you? Oh, snap. That's the... It's my favorite question. It's my favorite question. For me, the meaning of life is to get through it. No matter how you get through it. 
One, make sure you're happy. Listen to music. Make sure that you pass on what your people before you gave to you so that the next generation can learn. Because if they don't, then it's going to turn into a crazy mess, which I feel like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> so that my generation and the generation before that, we, we did an okay job, but we could have done a better job. So mm -hmm. passing along what's been taught right. so that people understand what has happened already so they know what they can do next. Okay. Sharing that and be good. Like, be a good person. Right. If you're not a good person, people are going to see that and it's going to reflect on you. I say that because... There was a point when I was battling, it was past that certain point of the battle and it would just keep going further and further. So mm. I feel like I've been in a way a bad part to the scene, but now a good part to the scene. So I've learned through that mistake as well. So be a good person and help others get through life as well. So yeah, I like that. That's amazing. Yeah. What would you say, what is um, the hardest lesson you've had to learn? For me, specifically, the hardest lesson is that I'm very misunderstood. People look at me as an open book, or not an open book, a closed book. Right. Just because of my demeanor and the way I am. So, like, the hardest lesson for me is being able to exude who I am to people without them judging me the first look. Right. Because my, my first impression is always not the best. Because I'm, I'm shy and like I keep to myself. The only time I really talk to people is if they talk to me. Yeah. Like this is, this podcast is probably like the most anybody's ever heard me talk, you know? Yeah. Unless like you're my friend, like we talk all the time. But mm -hmm. like that whole, the whole social aspect of my life has been just like a huge lesson for me and how I get through life and everything like that because I feel very misunderstood because I'm not able to communicate the way I want to with my words right so that's been I would say the toughest that, that would oh. be a tough one I can't imagine <laughs> wait so <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Cancer. Yeah. Which is crazy because you look at somebody like Jace, who's all out there. <laughs> and then you look at somebody like me, it's total opposite. It's like, okay, how do I get, how do I get like him, you know? Well, I, it has a lot to do with, um, like, different aspects of your zodiac chart. But the, the three major ones are your sun sign, which you're cancer. Mm -hmm. Do you know your moon and rising? I think my moon is Scorpio, and my rising, uh, what was it? It's got to be something conservative. <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. I can't remember the rising. Yeah. But like already Cancer and Scorpio. Scorpios are assholes anyway, you know. <laughs> well, no, they just <laughs> the Scorpios. I know what assholes. Right. <laughs> You're right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's not that they're assholes. They just speak what they, they right. they mean and everything like yeah. that. So it's very straightforward. Yeah. But when you get on a Scorpio's bad side, it's game over. Yeah. They are very yeah. big grudge holders. But they they come into this world knowing what kind of shit place the world is, and that's kind of the way that the reason why they are the way they are. Because mm-hmm. they just know where you have somebody that's like a nut a younger zodiac sign, they're just naive to it. Mm-hmm. They don't see it. Scorpios see right through it. Yeah. So a lot of people judge them as, you know, standoffish and assholey mm-hmm. but they're like no it's just yeah. yeah anyways super interesting i always like asking everybody yeah, like going off of that like i feel like each sign has like a superpower oh totally yeah and i feel like my superpower is being able to read how people are feeling at a certain point yeah like looking across at somebody in the room and say okay that person's not having a good day so stay away from them for now or hey how's it going yeah you know help them out yeah you know which is hard for me to do anyway so i choose the other route it's like yeah stay away from that one (laughs) so i feel like i can read how how people are feeling with what i say or anything like that or what i do say okay i I can see how how i made you feel Mm -hmm. and you know right well, they say, like, you're a double water sign. You might even be a triple because you don't... Well, we can look it up. But anyways, water signs are very intuitive, like you're saying. So mm-hmm. they... That's one of... The, exactly, their superpower. Cancers... And cancers are very homebody-ish, you know what I mean? They, <laughs> they keep to themselves. They're, but they're also opposite. They can go... They can be both. Mm-hmm. They play both sides really well. But they're more, if they could choose, they'd be more of a, a homebody kind of person. Oh, yeah. And I feel like most Scorpios are introverted, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, and there's nothing wrong with that, it's just the nature of it. Yeah. yeah, like, same thing going off of that, like, the whole sign thing. I really have a hard time with things changing very fast. Oh, yeah. Like, when life changes, like, Okay, now it's this, now it's this, now it's this. It's like, oh, okay, hold on, slow down. You know, mm-hmm. I need I need to think about this because my mind doesn't go that fast. Right. You know, so I get frustrated when things like that happen. Yeah. I can imagine. It's interesting. Yeah. Let's see, if you could battle anybody in the world, who would you battle? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a big question because there's... Everybody wants to battle somebody. I would say just for fun, if I could, it'd probably be Boo Rock from Ground Zero. Just the way he, his demeanor and everything. Not the Boo Rock now, the Boo Rock back in the day. I don't know, I don't even know if Boo Rock's dancing anymore. But yeah, probably be him. Yeah. I don't I don't know if any of these guys know who they are, but <laughs> Right. Boo Rock. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I 
you're bringing up so many things that I just completely forgot about. I want <laughs> I want to do uh, my very first person who actually showed me stuff. I want to do one against Marlon, but you know we're both at an age where it's just like it's not gonna happen. Right. You know. Interesting. It was actually before before the pandemic hit. We was gonna do a flavonoid ten year anniversary, and he was gonna be one of our judges. And I wasn't bringing him out just to battle him. Like I, I genuinely wanted, yeah. like to bring it full circles. Like, hey, thank you for teaching me. Would you like to see what I've done with myself and what I've done for this scene? Kind of just to show him, hey, what you did meant something to me. Right. You know? Just to kind of give back to him. So it was mm -hmm. him, and one of my favorite b boys now is Nagin. We were gonna have him. And then I was trying to bring back Kenny too, damn. So, but then everything fell, and I had already bought Nagin and Marlon's tickets. Oh shit! And that fell through, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta get your tickets back." <laughs> shit, damn. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to ask him? I don't think so. Do you have um, any questions you want to ask us? How has this whole experience of doing this helped you guys? So, that's a good question. That is a great question. I think just having you on is a great example because it's like I've said, I've known you, like known of you for probably like a little more than 10 years, but I've never ever had like a continuous conversation like this. And now I have a greater sense of who you are as a person. And yeah, like we, we're building our relationship, you and me right now, just doing this, right? <clears throat> so this podcast has it's many ups and downs, but for the ups, it's definitely like gaining a new perspective on life, the way, like trying to see it through your eyes. And I want to understand it through your eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast and just to basically learn <clears throat> about whatever, anything of everything from everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like he's playing off of what he's saying. It. <clears throat> every time you interview somebody, you get like to dive into what they actually like how they perceive things how they think and all that other all that other stuff because you know we live in we we're in a small scene and there's very strong-minded people and people who are very quiet like yourself you know what i mean and it's always you're not always going to agree with things that people say and do. And my whole purpose of creating this podcast is just to kind of like get that perspective because we only see things through our point of view, right? We don't, we don't know what it's like to be black, a black, you know, different race. We don't know what it's like to be, different gender or mm. you know what I mean like I don't I don't know any of that so I mean we've even been checked by people that we're surrounded by on how we're talking or how we're coming off tone wise and you don't notice it when you're talking 
You know what I mean? And even when you play it back, you don't notice certain things. So you, you start hearing it, right? You're like, oh, shit, okay. Because ultimately, you want to be, we want to be politically correct. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. I know we've done like an episode on our opinions and that kind of like sparked a whole bunch of shit. And in the moment we were talking and I mean, he even said it. He was like, should we even post this podcast? (laughs) But you think that you're being like as tactful as you possibly can be while still stating your opinion. And then you still end up hurting people's feelings or I don't know. You know what I mean? And it's. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I've really learned is being saying stuff like that or even stuff that I wasn't even thinking I was going to catch any flack for. You, you you start to realize how many people are up they get upset and then they don't say anything. <clears throat> so it's almost like you don't get a chance to correct it until it's too late. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm three episodes, four episodes away from that episode, and I'm all of a sudden now just hearing it. Mm. So now what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, Mm. all I can do is learn and grow from what we're doing. And I think that, like like you said, there's lots of ups and downs, but I think the most interesting thing is hearing everybody's perspective. Because... Again, you don't agree with everything they're saying, but I, I also, I also am one of those people that like to, I wouldn't say just necessarily play devil's advocate, but more just kind of like, I just kind of want to see why, you mm. know, why are you triggered by this? Why are you upset by that? Why do you think this way? Why are you quiet? You know, what's your story? And we've learned so freaking much. It's not even crazy. I wouldn't take it back for anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I apologize if we've said anything out of, if yeah, yeah. context, out of context, or something that has made people upset. You know what I mean? But I mean, there's that one episode where we talked about our opinions, and we knew, like, I'm, I'm not gonna say that shit and not go, well, they shouldn't take it personal, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, if they take it personal, cool. If you want to settle it the b-boy way, we'll take it there. But I'm also down to talk. Mm -hmm. And I'm also down to have these people on the podcast because I really want their perspective. Mm -hmm. That's why he was like, I'm going to ask Chacho what his perspective on judging is. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a different perception. Yeah. You know? And I just like, like learning all that stuff. You know? I don't know. That's a long-winded answer. <laughs> it is. It's just overall just to become a better individual. Yeah. Truly. So, you know, and... I mean, you got you guys had asked me to be on the podcast a while ago, but mm-hmm. ever since this podcast started, my name was mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's evident that one day I'm going to be on that. <laughs> It's kind of crazy that it took this long, but, right. Know, I mean, well, the first introduction, I was, I was like, oh, oh yeah, guys. <laughs> with the bomb bomb, guys, hey, that was, that was, years ago, years at ago. the same time, though, like, that's what I mean when I talk about, like, I wasn't good for the scene, like, I was, I was a complete asshole, 
like just yeah. learning all these things. I was like, okay, this young buck, I'm gonna tell him this so I scare <laughs> him off. But yeah. he took it like I don't know what that is, and then <laughs> I told him, and then it's I'm sorry, Bon Bon, but that's just how I was. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't be the same b-boy you are today yeah. if it wasn't yeah, for stuff I, like that. Yeah, because I learn, you know. You learn, you grow. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we've mentioned you all through a, a lot of different episodes. You've done a lot, you know. You've been around. I mean, like, seeing that, it shows how much, like, I have contributed. Right. And for me, it shows, but, like, at the same time... It's like, what did I contribute? So, like, there are times where I'm like, man, do people forget about me? Like, if I didn't dance, would you know who I am? Yeah. And that's, like, a big question that I've always asked myself. It's like, if I didn't dance, nobody would know who I was. Nobody would care, you know? Uh Like, when you go to a jam, you're not going to introduce yourself to somebody that you have no idea. Right. Unless you see that they dance. Oh, yeah. They got they got something yeah. that I know about, so I can go talk to them, you know? So right. Mm. For me, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast mm. if I didn't dance. That's what I mean by it's given me so much. Right. You know? So, like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Just to think about, like, who would we be? Where would we be? I know. Yeah, we talked about that, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would I look like? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'd probably have a dad bond like you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. See, that's another thing. Like, I wouldn't have my frame if it wasn't for dance. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have a kind of a dad gut now, but, like, that's just getting old. (laughs) 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 You're you're undeserving of that. I yeah, but I, this right I don't now. want to be one of those guys that's like, oh, yeah, back in my day, you know, yeah, so yeah, I, I still want to be like, you guys should try this, you know, what about that, you know? But at the same same time, it's like, you don't want to be like, did I ask you for that, like, input? Right. Like, like don't tell me unless, like, I asked for it. So, like, that's another thing that I, I fight with is... <coughs> taking compliments and stuff like that like even when I don't ask for it mm-hmm. like oh Chacho you're so dumb I'm like thanks <laughs> thanks guy I don't know I don't know how to take compliments and stuff like that so duly noted just start complimenting if you fighter battle you <laughs> damn you look good today like, look at that's that that's right you're I'm amazing again. <laughs> <laughs> damn it I gotta try See, it. I gotta switch thing, it up. I gotta that's switch the it thing, up. though. Like with with battling, it's it's a whole back and forth. Right. Like you you just told me I'm gonna try that, and it's like okay, I'm gonna flip it back on you. You know. Right. Like you, it's a whole mind game. Yeah. First and foremost, battling is a mind game. So if you can get in somebody's head before you even touch the floor, it's it. Yeah. You won. Interesting. That's why I feel like with Slinky. We've had a lot of back and forth. He's won, I've won. He's won, I've won. Mm-hmm. But I know I can get into his head. Yeah. <laughs> and he's told me too. He's like, you're so intimidating. I was like, now you know, Slinky. I'm a nice guy. 
I just put it on. <laughs> I just put it on. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Some wise words from Chacho. Yes. Right, should we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, I think we. I think that's good. That's an hour and forty-seven minutes that you just talked. Oh damn! Hell yeah! yeah I think I set a record for myself. That's awesome. <laughs> time flies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you again for your time and your wisdom and telling your story. Yeah. Thanks I'm for sure. having me. Like, I don't think for something like this, I don't think if you had the people that you've had. Nobody would know about them. Right. Like, yeah, some people might know, but, like, this kind of helps the scene, but also kind of makes people mad at you. Like, yeah. it's a back and forth. Right. So you're not going to always please please everybody. At the same time, though, you're going to learn. Right. So, mm -hmm. Like, I, that's one of the main reasons why I keep listening is because I'm like, okay, they said some crazy stuff there. I wonder who they're going to get flack from. Right. And then, like, just every every podcast, like, I'm always like, huh, why did they say that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it always makes me question. So it's it's a back and forth thing, too. Like, you guys are learning. I'm learning about how you guys think and everything yeah. like that. It's, it's right. not that I'm going to be like, oh, Joey said this, and now I don't like this guy. You know, it's like, Joey said that. That's what he thinks now. But, like, let's have a conversation and feel like. Yes. You know, exactly. You know, so. I mean, that's one thing that I think needs to happen, too. Sorry. Go on. I no, thought we were done. Fine, but fine, no, fine. Go on. Keep going. Keep going. When somebody has a flack with somebody else, they go straight to the internet. Yep. Yeah. To let everybody know how they feel. Instead of having the conversation with that person. This is not everybody. This is just what I've been seeing over the years. Right. Yeah. Like, even... There was a time when Slinky got online. There was a time blah, blah, blah. These other people got online. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I talk about Slinky because he's he's been talked about, and he said this on the podcast. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. where he was on that interview and everything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, putting putting the business out is not, it's not your, yeah. you know, if it's their business and it hurt you. Talk to them. Don't go, hey, this person said this, and this is how I feel. Right. It's like, okay, did we ask how you feel? Yeah. You know? It's, it's just like me saying, hey, Bobby, you should do backspins. You're like, did I ask you? Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> you know? Totally. I know. Just this whole online thing has made things go so crazy, and people are getting so sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I get all the movements that have happened and everything like that, and as it should, you know? Right. But at the same time, it's like people are using the internet too much now. Yeah. That it's it's not helping. Right. It's doing more hurt than help. Like, with the whole, like, shootings and stuff like that. Yeah, that should be posted, but like, mm. oh, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I agree. I that that's that goes back to what we were saying. It's just like if you have an issue and it's like a serious issue, 
Yeah, it doesn't need to be plastered everywhere. It doesn't need to be plastered everywhere. Go to the source. Mm-hmm. If if you care to fix it. Yeah. If, if you, you don't care to fix it, then it ultimately whatever. I feel like when people post stuff like that, they're trying to get attention on themselves. Right. Instead of helping what the problem is. Yeah. yeah. That's my opinion. That's we can fair. talk about it more. Mm-hmm. If you feel like it, hit me up. You know, I'm not afraid to talk. Right. Yeah, wise um, words. Do you want to shout out anything uh, now that we got you on the air? Instagram? No, I don't. Your program? I don't need anybody knowing what, about my Instagram. Um, just, yeah, the school of dance. They've been holding me down. Eric, the diss. Like, just the, that whole thing that's going on right now. Mm. Like, that's my main focus. And then my family, of course. My mom, my dad, of course. My uh, my crews, mm-hmm. Dirty Hands, Angels of Death, Flavonoids, House of Flavor. You know, those are all things that I've helped build, and I'm glad that I did. And just like generally happy with what I've done for this scene, and I hope that one day that this scene realizes it. Like, totally. So, yeah, yeah. No, you've contribute a ton for the scene, and just you teaching alone, it's 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 enough in my eyes, honestly. So, yeah, anybody that wants to get down with Chacho, go hit him up. School of Dance, whatever. Um, any last words, Bobby? No, no. Yeah, like I said, it was really awesome uh, having you on. And hearing your story, and yeah, I mean, you haven't been mentioned on this podcast mm. for no reason. <laughs> you know, like, again, you I know you hate compliments, and here we are. Yeah, You've done a lot, and, you know, yeah. I think you're a great, amazing teacher, and you have a lot to offer still. And just keep doing what you're doing, because you're yeah. killing it right now. And that's all I got to say. Sweet. And yeah, thanks everybody um, again for listening to the podcast. Um, please like, subscribe, share. It helps us get the podcast out and helps the podcast keep going. Um, hit us up on our Instagram, which is talk underscore kings, kings with a Z on Instagram. Yes. And then also, oh, really quick plug the Shine Battle is happening. Next weekend, December fourth. December fourth. Yes. That's I think the doors open at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and it starts at eight. There is a two v two all styles, but that's by invite only, and they've got their top eight right now. And then there's a two v two open breaking breaking. Uh, winners get two hundred dollars. Ching yeah. ching. Our man Chacho is going to be judging the all styles. Hey. <laughs> um, and yeah. Should be a great time. Hope to see everybody there. Yeah. And uh, again, tell your tell your mother. Tell your brother. Tell your father. Tell your sister. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm oh done. My, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Tell your cousins, folks. Tell, tell everyone. Tell everyone. Have a great rest of your day.